You want to be a doctor, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps dentistry slipped your mind because of lack of resources. You dropped out of nursing school pharmacology. You don't come from the right family, so now you can't pursue pharmacy. You want to become a physician assistant, unaware of their role in healthcare. You don't know a single black optometrist, and now you're afraid to be the first. Welcome to Melanin in Healthcare, the best uplifting healthcare podcast targeted towards healthcare students and aspiring healthcare students, bringing you the necessary education, representation, and inspiration to encourage you to pursue your dreams in healthcare. Welcome to episode number eight, Caribbean Med School Edition. Today, I have a special guest, Kylie Charmaine, and she is going to talk about her journey as a Caribbean medical student, why she chose a Caribbean medical school, and also tips for everyone else out there. Welcome to the show, Kylie. How are you? Hi, Ivy. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. So tell us who you are and what year you are in your studies. Well, right now I'm in my fourth year of medical school in the University of Medical Science in Havana, Cuba. I am originally from the Caribbean island of St. Okay, okay. And what made you study medicine in Cuba? I've always known that I wanted to be a doctor. And when I was researching different medical medical schools, I looked at factors like price, the number of years of study, and the quality of education. And what attracted me to Cuba was that I would have the opportunity to have hands-on training from the very first day of my studies. Okay, okay. Is there a difference between Cuban medical schools and, and schools in other countries? Well, with Cuba, the medical program is only six years. It's a six-year undergraduate medical program, and it's seven if you have to do the Spanish year, meaning I did not need an undergraduate degree to attend the medical school, And like I said, six years. But with other countries, you would need a bachelor's degree in science, which generally takes about three to four years, and then you would pursue a degree in medicine, and that would take a longer time. Right, true. And so what does each year look like? Because I know it's um, perhaps like here in America, the first two years are clinical and third year hands-on. So what does it look like each year? Okay, so the first two years you do basic sciences. So the first year you do um, the nervous system, you do basic biology, you do cells and tissues, psychology, statistics. Um And that first year, you have very little hands-on experience with patients, but you do still have um, a weekly um, experience with the patients, right? In your second year, you do... um, Let me see if I can remember. Um, (laughs) You do microbiology. You do... um, Oh, wow. (laughs) Do do I really not remember what I did? Um, okay, so first year I did, let me remember the subjects. In first year I did um, cells and tissues, biochemistry, metabolism, cells and tissues, anatomy. Um, by second year I did pathology. Um, pathology and what was the other one? My, and microbiology. That was the first the subjects in the second year. And these are basically basic sciences, right? And in third year, it's basically only patient interaction. So by third, fourth, fifth, 
Antics here, you are 100% with the patient. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what does a typical day look like for you? Um, well, I usually wake up at 6.30. I live, leave my house by 7.20 and I actually walk to school. Uh, I can get to school by 8. Since I'm in third year, uh, my day usually starts with rounds. So as third year students, we have to be up with our patient. Each of us has um, a bed. So we, we are with our patient from 8 to 10, more or less. And by 10, 10 in the morning, the doctor comes in and he passes around with us. And we have to know everything about the patient, mm-hmm. every single thing. Um, depending on the specific day, I may have lectures in the afternoon or I may not. But if I don't, I end at 12. If I do, I might end about 3 or 4. Um, I walk home. I would work out, I'd cook, I'd rest, and I'd begin studying. And depending on the amount of work I have, I could study for one hour for one hour or I could study for four hours. <laughs> um, yeah, that's <laughs> what my day looks like. So my day starts at 6 30 and it usually ends at 11 p.m. Oh wow. Yeah. What challenges have you faced as a student, whether it be the language, the environment, the culture, or what any other challenges? Initially, it was a huge culture shock studying in Cuba I mean being away from my family and the comforts of my home was already hard enough and there was also the struggle of the language it took me about a month after I got there to get used to studying in Spanish reading in Spanish thinking in Spanish and think and you know like speaking in Spanish as well um, thankfully the locals were friendly and they'd help me you know, when I didn't understand, when I needed directions, when I got lost, and I did get lost many, many times, but I managed to find my <laughs> way, yeah. That was the greatest challenge, wow. the culture shock. Wow. Right. What do you plan to do when medical school is over? What is your desired specialty to go into and why? Well, um, when I'm done, I plan to specialize and hopefully open up my own practice. Um, for now, my desired specialty is cardiosurgery or maybe even general surgery. I've always been attracted to the surgical specialties just because of the excitement. Um, to me, for now, I like for now, um, in my experience, the other specialties tend to be a little monotonous, you know? But that may change as I go through the different rotations in my later years of medical school. But for now, it's cardio surgery. Okay. What additional training is required to do cardio surgery when you once you graduate from the university in Cuba? Well, um, it depends on where I want to specialize. If I do choose mm-hmm. to specialize in Cuba, well, that degree will be sufficient and I will just continue on my studies, which may take um, another four to six years because it's a surgical specialty. It will take more. Um, but if I decide to spe- specialize in the U.S., I would need to complete my USMLEs, my board exams, and then apply to a residency program. Right, right. And so, would you recommend that someone to study medicine in Cuba? Well, if you are looking for hands-on training with patients and the opportunity to see cases you only read about from your very first year, then yes, I would recommend you study in Cuba. Um, I do need to stress that the training is extremely hands-on. The medical students are are at the forefront of everything and the doctors only watch you. They would guide you through clinical procedures. 
they would guide you through steps once and every other time you are expected to do it you know like um to me that was very very important however the life mm-hmm. there is not easy and you would have to sacrifice many of the comforts that you are used to back home right okay okay and so what is the difference between the university that you attend and elam so elam stands for escuela latino americana de medicina so it's um the latin american school of medicine um now elam is solely for students on a government scholarship the students do their spanish or prep year first and second year of medicine at elam and the government covers the entire cost of their medical degree. However, um, with me, but after, sorry, after the students are done with their prep year, first and second year at ELAM, they are generally transferred to another medical faculty where they would do their clinical years. With me, I started off at a medical faculty with a hospital right next to it. And that's where I will spend my six years. So I will not be transferred to any other school. And I am not on a scholarship. Okay. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five to seven years? Um, I expect to graduate um, medical school in three years. That is in 2023. And I plan to specialize, which may take another four to five years, depending on the specialty and well yeah that would take me up to the seven year mark from now so i would still be in school (laughs) in the next five five to seven years right if you could do it all over again what would you change about your path and why you know ivy um right now most of my friends are scheduled to graduate from college this year and Mm -hmm. i'm still in school I'm still facing three years of university (laughs) and sometimes I wonder if I should have chosen a different career but that thought immediately goes away because I am pursuing my dream and I love what I do so I don't think I would change anything. That's true, that's true. And how has COVID-19 impacted the way you study? You know, are y'all virtual now as well, far as clinical experience? Well, what happens with Cuba is that Wi-Fi is not readily available. So you can have mm-hmm. internet phone plans, but it is very expensive. And generally only the foreigners can afford those phone plans. So for mm-hmm. now, my syllabus has changed or it has been restructured restructured as you would expect with medicine you cannot have all your classes online because it has a heavy practical and clinical aspect so for now the practical Mm -hmm. parts of my third year have been put on hold and we've we've actually started doing the fourth year classes that can be done online so um the practical parts we cannot do it we can only start doing our theory work theory work and get that out of the way and when the COVID-19 kind of settles then we will resume our practical classes okay Okay. but the difficulty I'm facing now with that is that I have to find my own motivation to to study and to keep abreast with my schoolwork since we don't really have a set date for exams you know right (laughs) 
And so tell us about your YouTube channel. What made you want to film your medical school experience? Okay, so my YouTube name is Dr. Kai Chronicles. And what made me decide to film my YouTube experience was that when I was started in Cuba, I searched online and I Googled and I went on YouTube for answers. What is Cuba really like? What is school over there really like? What is it like there? Like, would I like it? Um, but I was not getting any answers. You know, like YouTube has everything, but it did not have that. So I figured, you know, um, I had many questions, but I was not getting any answers. And I figured that many people would have the same questions that I did. And because I did not want to, because I did not want other people to struggle, um, I decided to film my YouTube experience the best I can and provide <laughs> some answers to people to hopefully make their experience and transition a little bit better. Right, that's true. What are some things you did not expect when studying medicine in Cuba? Okay, so obviously the experience will be different for everybody. And it depends on the faculty you're at, the province, whether there are other people from your region where you study. Um, I did not expect to be the only foreigner in my year for the first two years of study. And that could be very, very difficult. You know, it's not the same to have someone else and you can relate to someone else that is going through the same struggles as you are. You know what I mean? Um, so that right. honestly that was very difficult but because um, I was paying for my studies there were not many people at my faculty um, so I would find myself going to Elam visiting Elam just to be among other people um, from my home country so I also did not expect to miss my home so much it was my first time being away mm-hmm. from home and it was very difficult I didn't expect the Cuban people to be so friendly, honestly, and compassionate <laughs> to my struggles, you know. Exactly. And so for those who did not know that Elam is free and that your university isn't, so what made you want to choose University of Havana rather than Elam? So um, for me, in order for me to get the government scholarship, I would have had to wait an additional two years because of my age. For me to even qualify for that elam scholarship so because i did not want to wait you know it basically defeated the purpose of the six years in cuba you understand because that was one of the factors right. that made me want to go to cuba because medicine is only six years so if i had to wait another two years then it would have been eight <laughs> so it didn't make sense for me to wait um so that's why i decided to choose mine my my university okay and so any last tips for the viewers so for me i would say i would recommend um don't be afraid to branch out to offshore schools especially if medicine is your dream and you don't have the finances to study in the u.s um obviously do your research ask other people um, contact people you know there are plenty of youtubers that study in caribbean medical schools that are more than happy to provide you with answers um i would also say if you do decide to study in cuba be prepared to make sacrifices um be prepared to sacrifice you know having internet readily available having the variety of foods that you're used to um 
but as anything else that sacrifice will not be forever and the reward will be worth it yes i love that i love that (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for joining episode number eight for more education inspiration representation stay tuned for episode number nine Thank you.